This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. Tonight, I'm sharing with you the heartbreaking case of Andrea Venter, a young South African woman who suffered years of horrible domestic abuse, all at the hands of her boyfriend, Herod Janssen van Vieren. And I hope I'm saying that somewhat correctly. I think I practiced it about a hundred times, so it is what it is. Like many young romances, the beginning of their relationship was perfect. It was everything that she dreamed it would be. However, as time passed, he began to emotionally and physically abuse Andrea while also isolating her from all of her friends and her family. Eventually, she found the strength to serve him with a restraining order and she decided to move far away with a new job where she could start fresh without her ex knowing where she lived. But he didn't respect that restraining order. He would track her down and then attack her in broad daylight in a horrific murder that was all captured on camera. What should have been an open and shut case would turn into an almost decade-long fight for justice as the system continued to fail Andrea even after her death. And you'll never believe what her killer ex-boyfriend did after he was arrested. So let's jump right in. Andrea Venter was a special young lady before she had even been born. Her parents tried desperately to conceive another child after having their first child, a son, a decade earlier, and after suffering two miscarriages before they finally went on to have Andrea through in vitro fertilization. This was back in 1985, and she was actually one of the first babies to be born this way in the city of Rustenburg, South Africa. Andrea has been described by her friends and family as hardworking, driven, and kind and soft-hearted. She was also really close to both of her parents and her brother, Cobus. After studying accounting at Northwest University, she landed a job that she loved at an accounting firm. It was here that she would meet and fall in love with her boyfriend, Herod Janssen van Vieren. In the beginning, the relationship seemed like a positive one. 
Andrea felt like they were blissfully in love, but as the months passed, Herod began to show his true colors. First, he began to isolate Andrea from her friends and family, and they quickly took notice because Andrea had always been close to her family. When they were able to finally speak with Andrea, her parents noted that she wasn't her typical self. Their usually bubbly, happy daughter was now a shell of her former self. She was quiet and timid. Herod was emotionally and physically abusing Andrea, and anytime her parents tried to intervene, he threatened to kill them too. On one particular occasion, her father remembered witnessing one of these violent outbursts against his daughter. He saw Herod and Andrea in a vehicle, and he was screaming at her. Suddenly, he opened the car door, pushed her out, and then threw a laptop at her. Her father went straight to the police station to file a report, but unfortunately, nothing was really done with it at the time. Then, one day, after one particularly bad fight where Herod strangled her until she was unconscious, she decided that she was going to leave him. She filed a restraining order against him, she found a new job, and she moved two hours away from Rustenburg to the city of Johannesburg. She kept a really low profile, not telling anyone that she wasn't really close with where she was now living or working. She wanted a fresh start to move on from her abusive ex-boyfriend, even if it meant leaving behind all of her friends and family. She was only 25 years old, and she had her whole life ahead of her, or she should have. Herod refused to cooperate with this restraining order or any others. He made the claim that if he couldn't have her, no one else would, and he would make sure of it, so he wasn't giving up easily. While he didn't know where she was working, he assumed that it would likely be at another accounting firm, so what he did was he called every firm in the city until Andrea picked up on the 34th call. Allegedly, when she answered the phone, he told her, now I know where to find you. Andrea was absolutely terrified, and she had every reason to be. She had tried to protect herself from this monster by going through the legal means and filing the necessary reports, but that piece of paper, it wasn't stopping him from getting to her. He went to the office building where Andrea worked, and he watched from the shadows, waiting for her to leave work for the day. When she did, he followed her home. Now he knew where to find her anytime, at work and at home. On May 2nd, 2011, Herod made a visit to the housing complex where Andrea lived in Four Ways, Johannesburg. There, he would hold her captive in her apartment, beating her with a knuckle duster while she pleaded for help. At one point, she managed to escape and she took off running from her unit towards the guardhouse. Herad ran behind her, chasing her with a knife. This all happened in broad daylight and it was caught on the surveillance video camera that was situated at the guardhouse. As Andrea screamed for help, this monster stabbed her a total of 14 times, 12 times in the back as she tried to escape. 
The guard on duty initially tried to help Andrea, but he was powerless to stop what was happening as Harad slit Andrea's throat and ended her life. Then, he attempted to take his own life by stabbing himself in the neck and lying down next to her. Next, he does something that's really disturbing, and I'm not really sure what his goal was, but he took off a belt that had been wrapped around Andrea's neck, and he tossed it aside into a bush before he once again laid down beside her. I have to assume that he was hoping he would die from the injuries to his neck, but he didn't. He survived. The whole attack had been captured on camera, and there was a large crowd of witnesses who had watched this horrific slaying in broad daylight. It should have been an open and shut case with this mountain of evidence, right? Wrong. Harad applied for bail, and it was successfully blocked twice before he won an appeal on the third request for bail. So, on December 3rd, 2012, this violent killer paid around 1,500 South African rand, which equates to about 800 US dollars, and then he just walked out of prison. The fact that he was even granted this bail after what he had done is shocking, due to the violent nature of the crime alone, but he had shown time and again that he doesn't respect the law or any restrictions that had been placed upon him, as shown by the fact that he kept violating restraining orders. There's no way in hell that I would trust him to listen to bail conditions. And can you say, like, risk to the public? He didn't care who saw him do this. He didn't care about being caught. I have no idea how this happened, but it's a huge slap in the face to Andrea's family, who were now grieving the loss of their miracle baby, their only daughter, Andrea. Postponement the next month. Postponement the next month. Postponement the next month. Every time it was just postponed, postponed, postponed. Got the newspaper and I got back and as I opened it, bail, 15,000 for murder. How did he get bail? We weren't in court. No one was there. Herad moved into his mother's home while on bail. And she is quite the piece of work herself. So let's take a moment to talk about this family. Herad didn't have the best childhood. And we can be sad for the child, but not for the monster he became, because it's just not an excuse. His mother would disagree with that, though. She has conducted many media interviews, and she discusses the traumatic upbringing that her son endured. When he was two years old, his parents divorced after suffering through their own marriage that was full of domestic abuse. This is what little Harad was subjected to in his formative years. A lot of yelling, screaming, hitting, and even sexual violence. He was raised by his abusive father and would later tell his mother that he was often beaten so badly that pain became pleasurable to him. You can decide for yourself, but in my opinion from all of the interviews that I've watched, his mother makes excuses for his bad behavior. She has described him as intelligent, kind, and well-spoken, and she believes that he only snapped due to the trauma of his past. My child comes from serious gender-based violence. My children grew up in a very, very broken home, and we were very abused emotionally, physically, sexually, in any way. And I always wanted to divorce my husband, but he always told me if I leave him, he'll kill my children. 
So even after our divorce, I always try to be there for the children's sake. This is the end product of gender-based violence. This, this, what you see here. He's intelligent, he's well-spoken, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't take drugs, but he was this perfectionist. So when Harad came to his mother and father with a plan to flee the country, instead of facing the consequences of brutally taking someone's life, they not only supported him, but they helped him. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day, because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. 
crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. While he was out on bail, he made a new friend from Brazil who spoke at length about the kind of life he could live there if he were to simply change his name and run away from his crimes. 18 months after being released from prison out on bail, he put that plan into action. He skipped bail and he took off to Brazil. His mother helped him to procure a fake passport with his photo but a fake name and his father drove him to the airport where he caught a flight to Brazil through Dubai. His trial was to take place on May 13th, 2013, and three days prior, he was gone. For what it's worth, and in my opinion, it's not worth much at all, his mother later had a guilty conscience about helping her son escape, so she went to the local authorities and she told them what she did. But it was too late. Somehow, Harad was able to make it out of the country. The airport in South Africa accepted his fake passport and they let him board the plane. However, he wasn't so lucky after he landed in Brazil. There was an arrest warrant issued by Interpol, who was hoping to quickly find him and then get him back to South Africa. And in fact, a police officer would recognize his face and arrest him for those false documents. Now, South Africa tried to get him extradited right away because he was facing these really serious murder charges there, and Andrea's family had been waiting on bated breath, hoping he would be caught quickly. But it was not to be. He was sentenced to two years in prison for the false paperwork, but officials in Brazil wanted him to serve out his time there. They refused to extradite him back to South Africa. And when his time in prison for those false documents was up, there was no warning given to the South African government. Harad was simply released in 2015 without being extradited. He certainly wasn't going to turn himself in, so he created a new life with a new name and a new identity for himself in Rio de Janeiro. Interpol tried everything to track him down, but they couldn't. Back home in South Africa, Andrea's father never gave up searching. He began plastering photos of her daughter's killer all over his car windows just in case someone happened to recognize his face. There would be a lot of tips to come in, but none that actually led to Herad's whereabouts. He would live this new life for five years, a free man, and then he contacted his mother on Facebook. They would chat on the phone, and she would learn the biggest secret. Herad had gotten married to a woman from the Netherlands, and he now had a one-year-old daughter with her. I couldn't find any information about whether or not his wife knew about his past crimes, but I kind of just have to assume that she didn't. I mean, at least I hope she didn't. His mother claimed that on the phone, he sounded happy and confident in his new life and his role as a husband and father, which absolutely makes me want to puke in my mouth. 
The only positive here is that this phone call is just one piece of evidence that Interpol could use to try to track down his whereabouts. Phone calls are traceable. Facebook messages are traceable. On June 18th, federal police kicked down the front door of Harad's home at the address that they traced back to Rio de Janeiro. They found him there with his new wife and baby, and I'm sure it was one of the biggest shocks of their life. He was held in custody for a short while before finally being sent back to South Africa to face those murder charges. Unfortunately, Andrea's mother, she was no longer alive to see her daughter's killer brought to justice. She had passed away shortly after her 63rd birthday, a year prior to this arrest. At the pretrial, Andrea's father would read aloud a letter saying his wife, Andrea's mother, had died from a broken heart. He said, quote, Thank you very much for honoring us with your presence. Thank you very much for fleeing. You did yourself a huge favor by fleeing the country. The long arm of justice has tracked you down. You know how I felt, and now you know that. I have no sympathy for you and your parents. Not you nor your parents can compensate my wife and me for the murder of Andrea, our child. My wife died because of the heartache that you caused when you killed Andrea. In fact, you are responsible for killing my wife as well. That means two murders. He recalled the trauma of having to identify his beautiful daughter's battered body through a glass window after she was killed, saying, quote, It was traumatic. Her eye was slit open. Her nose and jaw were also broken. The defense claimed that Harad had no recollection of the incident. How convenient. But they also said that he was incredibly remorseful. Even his own mother would eventually concede that her son did not have a remorseful bone in all of his body. In an interview, she alleged that during one conversation with him when she visited him in jail, he said that once he was released, he would kill everyone who was involved or help to put him behind bars, including her. But thankfully, that will never happen. Herad Janssen van Vieren was sentenced to life in prison for murdering Andrea Venter in a bloody public slaying. After being on the run for the last seven years, he would finally be brought to justice, whatever that means. For Andrea's family, the grief of losing her is insurmountable. Nothing will give them back what they lost. If you or someone you know is a victim of domestic abuse, please just know that you are not alone and it's not your fault. You deserve to live a life free from violence and pain, and there is help out there. The system failed Andrea when she was alive, and then again even after her death. But the more that we talk about stories like Andrea, the more we shine a light on what happens behind closed doors. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm over on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Serial underscore Napper, or I post things on TikTok. Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. All of my podcast episodes are recorded in video format as well as audio, and you can check out the videos over on YouTube. 
And if you're watching on YouTube, I would love you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Any support is always appreciated. Until next time, sweet dreams, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.